It's a good show! All right, hey everybody, it's me, Steve, and I'm back, but I'm not alone this week. I don't have a guest. I have two guests. Yes. Masquerading Brothers. As one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my good friends, Randy and Jason Sklar, the Sklar Brothers. AG. Very hilarious comedians who also have not one, but two podcasts here. We do. Yeah. We have Dumb People Town, which you have done yeah. uh, multiple times. You just <laughs> You've done it so much that you actually have a section of the thing that we... Or you, well, we love you try, so much. Whenever we try and guess the age of someone doing a dumb thing, we call it guess, guess the, the age. So every time we invoke your name in a beautiful way when talking <laughs> about sorry, dumb people. I literally just recorded one. Just did one. Dumb People Town, it, it is like true crime where no one dies and it's just dumb people doing dumb things. We try to make fun of their behavior and figure out... Because we do that. believe that the world is getting dumber yeah I mean yes we may have more knowledge in, if I'm going to put it in the context of your podcast like yes WebMD exists now where it didn't you know 20 years ago or but, I guess people didn't know or 30 years but ago but is that making us smarter or is it just making us learn like one piece of what's going on and think we're smarter I had to remove the uh, WebMD app off my phone I did have it on my phone yeah. but it was just were you getting alerts <laughs> I did have notifications I've always been joking suck. I want to start a website for actors who are hypochondriacs called <laughs> web IMDB <laughs> oh, I would have called it hypochondriactor <laughs> aka hypochondriactors <laughs> oh it, my god I yeah like come on do it please um, IMDB. Web IMDB. so we have that where you we, upload your yeah. symptoms how many your... things this person has wrong god god he's been into a lot Seth of sickness. green has had a lot of stomach he, issues he hasn't he hasn't been in a movie in about three years but he's had three trips to cedar sinai <laughs> well, that's insane that's pretty good uh <laughs> he's been active but you guys are Almost the same age as myself. Yeah, we're in the, we're in the wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, we're forty, almost 47, so, like, you know, approaching 50 and, you know, dealing with our bodies, with our, which are failing us daily. Have you gone for the big boy checkup yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so our dad died of colon cancer, and so we, I've just... I need to get another colonoscopy. I got a colonoscopy earlier this year. I have to schedule it. I think I'll be okay. So here, listen to this. Randy and I, and this is gross and weird and I hate talking about it. perfect for the show. But Randy and I both had hemorrhoids. Welcome to the club. I think it's because we shit wrong, but either way, like, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. We were the wrong hole. <clears throat> yeah. Is it shit by weird? the angle of I, your legs. I do it while I'm doing push-ups. Uh, <laughs> is that wrong? Is that weird? No. So, uh, so no, so we, uh, and and went to a guy to, to have an operation. Like, it, it got so bad, I was getting, like, injections to try and, like, reduce the pain and, and bleeding, and it was terrible. And then Randy and I, Randy went and got a surgery, a hemorrhoidectomy and it was super painful and awful but he was like do it because I don't have hemorrhoids anymore and I'm like shit I'll do it yes I don't want it anymore go through a week of pain and then for a lifetime uh, of success so I went and did it week of pain it was the most painful thing I've ever endured in my adult life and then the hemorrhoids came back. Oh, my God. I like, couldn't even win. You're like the one person. And the guy's like, yeah, once in a great, great while, it just doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, oh. do you, you get your money me? back? Uh, yeah, I want it all back. So that so Jason and I this summer, you know, I mean, you know our comedy We've yeah. is, is, is built and based on like two people working together to create this like interesting thing between the two of us and it's yeah. complex and yeah. built on lots of layers. It's almost like who do you base your, who, what comedians do you base your comedy on? I would say we probably base our comedy a little bit more on, we were influenced more by like the Beastie Boys. In terms of delivery because we <clears throat> loved how they Yes, where they finish each other Sentence. Other sentences, yeah, yeah, and they overlap, and then they sometimes they kind of hit it together, and then they branch off into different directions, That's and they an tee each other description, up. Yeah. We were a big, yeah, we were, we were influenced. I don't think it was it. as conscious as it was that it just happened, and it yeah. felt really, really good for us. And so, so then this summer, our buddy Jeff Ross uh, was like, and and we guest uh, guest judge, celebrity judge, the roast, roast battle, battle yeah. up in the comedy store. So fun, we love it so much, and it just—it's really an area yeah. that we just we walk show. in. Yeah, it's an amazing show, and we walk in not knowing anything, and just know that we're going to score a bunch of times with jokes because it's what we do. It's what we love. Yeah, yeah. 
So Jeff was like, all right, we have season three of Roast Battle. We're not doing a bracket. We're doing like just main event battles and undercards. It's like, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing Blake Griffin. He yeah. and I are going to do each other. <clears throat> There's a couple of other people that are going to, big time people are going to do each other. Like Todd Berry and Brendan Walsh are going to be a main event. they've been like attacking each other on, on Twitter. Yeah, and it's hilarious. It's funny. He's like, I want you guys to to battle each other. And we're like, wow, <laughs> that is so outside of the realm. I of, love that idea too. Yeah, and we were just sort of, at first we we're like, I don't know, Jeff, I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we can do this. We've never battled anybody, let alone each other. He's like, it should hurt a little. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right. So then we we finally were like, yeah, let's do it. And we wrote the jokes and we did it. And it Did was. you write them together or did you actually write them separately? Some of them we did kind of help each other with and some we didn't. So yeah, was, we wanted to surprise each other. Yeah, Definitely like some unique surprises in wow, there. It was great. Wow. But my first joke was uh, <clears throat> Jason had uh, hemorrhoid surgery that didn't work. So no matter what happens tonight, his ass is getting creamed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great roast good joke. hemorrhoid joke. That's a great uh, joke. And it uh, deals Yeah, but that was, that was, yeah. I mean, I've been fine. I've had a lot of health things. I broke my foot last, was it last year? Yeah, yeah last, last year. Last year, last summer. Cast and everything? You had a cast on your No foot? cast. Boot. I did a boot, but I broke it. I mean, I literally, I was playing tennis, and I <laughs> but just- But, that's the, the, I, I know that this is a body breakdown thing, but this isn't like a fear of death. You weren't like fearful that you were going to die from that experience, were you? No, but- no, this is not just about that. I okay. mean, this is straight up any medical issue. So I mean, but I'd broken my foot, <laughs> my left foot. You don't even. No, remember. that was not you. That was you Jeremy. Know, Irons. I, that was Jeremy Irons who broke. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, that was Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Sorry, I thought it was Jeremy Irons. No, no, Daniel Day Lewis. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not the same guy. So I broke my foot and. Um, and broke the metatarsal, and and I just it was I was playing tennis, and I was in the wrong shoes. I was in running shoes playing tennis, which had a, a narrower sole. You need like a tennis yeah, shoe, yeah. a tennis shoe that kind of splays out and gives you more surface area, so you can't do what I did, which was roll your roll and literally like it snap. It felt it hurt, like someone cracked a carrot. It was like, and like there <laughs> went my. I just heard this <laughs> like. And that was like it. And I was like, oh my God. And I was with two friends and I was like, it's broken. It's broken. It's fucking broken. I was so mad. I was like, it's broken. It's broken. But they're like, you don't even know. I was like, dude. I heard it. Went out to the Burbank, like acute care. And there, and the guy <laughs> went like, to an animal hospital. I don't know why you I went, went to, to an actual. Um, <laughs> the good news is I got my board of teleshot. Just kidding. Uh, Did so, you go to D from uh, what's happening? You know, D from what's happening is a veterinarian in stop, Los Angeles. Get stop. out of here. It's true. I just would walk in and be like, what's happening? <laughs> what is happening? Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> what is up? I'm just kidding. You screw it up. What is going on? Uh, so <laughs> I I went and, and, and it was broken. I had to really wait like a good 16 weeks before I could get out there. But I waited. 16 weeks? So I waited 12 weeks. No, we had to go do comedy. We had to go do comedy yeah, right after that. Bad. And it was he was very nervous because he thought he'd have to be on crutches. And, you know, you can't stand on stage and do comedy in it, it just changes the dynamic yeah, of yeah, what you're yeah. doing. It suddenly is all about that, and you're like, wait a minute, this is not what it is. And it's two of you, so if one's standing, you kind of both have to be. Right. It's a so weird I just stage was, picture. So I was in a boot, which actually was fine. I actually was able to do the boot, and people couldn't really tell, and it was fine. But I just was unhappy about just the injury. That, and I'd broken my foot a decade earlier. Two same place? Different place, but two years in a row, I broke broke it in the same spot playing sports one playing basketball and then another one uh. and just rolled it but it just was or running it just was like a fracture that you know and, and back in the day I used a very revolutionary this guy Dr. Clapper who does like all the uh Thank yeah. you. He does all the uh, Lakers and stuff. Like he oh, yeah, does yeah. all the, and he does like a radio show, whatever. He had like seen us and, and knew who we were and he decided to treat me, even though he does does mostly knees and elbows. He said, I have this thing I want you to try because I wasn't, they should put up the x-ray and the area that should be white was black, meaning it's, it's broken. There, yeah, there's yeah. like a space there that needs to be filled in with bone and it wasn't growing bone because of where it was. It was a, called a Jones break. So he's like, I want you to try this thing where we slide a sleeve 
You have to do this for 10 hours a day. So you do it while you're sleeping or if you're sitting down, whatever. You slide this like, it looks like a sleeve with a cord connected to a box that you turn on and it sends magnetic waves through the sleeve to the area that needs to, and it is a magnetic bone growth stimulator. They were in an early prototypical. It wasn't even like out in the market. What year is this? This is probably 2008. No, no, no. Earlier than that, like 2005, maybe. Whoa. It's early, or two, two, it was 2005, and I was like, or 2006, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll try it, and I did, and it worked. It worked. Yeah, stimulated bone. How quickly? Over the course of the next three weeks, it stimulated. They so showed fast. me. They showed me the X-ray from when I took it there. Now, and how long had it been from the break until you tried this? Ten weeks. And nothing was happening. They were just like, man, this should be a lot fuller, but it's not. And then I came back. They said, come back in three weeks. We're going to try this thing. Do every day. Do not do it 10 to 12 hours every day. So I would just slide it on when I went to sleep for eight or nine hours. And then if I was, I was off my feet a lot. So I'd be watching TV. I'd just slide it on and, you know, whatever I was working, whatnot, I was just sitting down and it was, it worked. I could not believe it. I was like, I, this feels where like. Where was the break? The break? So the break was on the fifth metatarsal and it was lower than where it connect, where like it just starts to connect on the toe so like by the pinky toe all the way down a little bit lower closer to the ankle and that's called a jones break is that just on the foot or is it anywhere in your body that can be the the reason it's called a jones break is because it's like a dancers sometimes do that and then break it it's like a kind of a physical dancing break move they see a lot of dancers who have jones and what the irony is that that break for randy kept him out of the alvin ailey dance company uh that's i think i went to jones break for spring spring (laughs) beach jones Jones break for spring i saw the dave matthews man at jones Jones break Break. (laughs) it's a great outdoor venue and so now is that a common thing that they do? Yeah, so I think they do magnetic bone do- growth stimulation, although for this l- most recent break, which was like, couldn't you do know, it. that 12 years later, they're just like, be in the boot. I loved my doctor. My doctor was such a cool dude. I would just come in and just, chat with him about he was like kind of the head of was this the, a foot do- like a podiatrist or he was, was the head of orthopedics at orthopedics. Uh, at cedars and he was just like a great young dude he was about to have a kid and uh, it was just we would just go in there and be like 25 minutes we would just ch- shoot the shit and then like two minutes he'd be like oh you're good you're good don't worry about it it's weird our age now we go in to see doctors you're older than the doctor younger than, us. Younger than us. my doctor is younger than me yeah all yeah. mine are too yeah it's crazy it is really crazy like, you do start to wonder, like, you know... Hey, is I'm this just, guy any good? Yeah, I also, like, I'm just one of 30 no, people. No, you start to wonder, me. is this kid any good? Yeah, has this kid <laughs> got what it takes? Uh, Randy and I both, though, I mean, you talk about, like, a deeper... A deep... I don't know if it's, like, a sign of a worse thing, but Randy and I both had to deal with kidney stones. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that. Well, yeah, yeah. We, I, it's a huge topic. Mine was, mine was smaller... Mine wasn't as bad, although I had it while we were shooting a TV show. So we were like on set, and I would be back behind the set. I was doubled over in pain, like double. Felt like you were passing it while you're. Yep. Yeah. It was, oh my god! Yeah, while we're on the set, Alan Thick, may rest in peace, was on that. He was set on that, that set that week. That's right. Uh, but oh my- but so but he got his about six months after I had mine, and my <laughs> I swear to you, my mine came late. Mine, uh, <laughs> my kidney stone, my first one. Oh. Dude, was the was worst. Terrible. Okay, so mine was. This was ten years ago. I know it was ten years ago because it was my wife. While I was recuperating, told me that she was pregnant, and I was because my son's almost ten. So I just know that, and I was like, God. "Yay!" I wanted to kill myself. Um, I so I ha- got this kidney stone. It started to pass. Randy and I were supposed to go do a gig, a college gig out of town. That and and I woke up at three in the morning, the morning that we were supposed to wake up at like seven to get on a plane and go there. And it felt like my side was in a vice. Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. I couldn't breathe, and something was. I got up and I, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was my appendix. Unknowingly, later in my life, I had my appendix removed. My appendix started to burst and it Me was too. removed. But so I was like, this is an appendix, and I'm freaking out, and I'm walking around. I don't know what to do. And I drove myself to the hospital because That's it was what I in always do. Middle of the night, and I just drove. And by the way, it feels better when you stand up. Yeah, started to feel better as stood up, but I was driving through red lights because the pain was unbearable. And I got to the hospital, and the pain was just excruciating. And they're like, "You have a kidney stone," and I 
I got there and I was trying to get it out and trying to pass it. And I was in the emergency all, all emergency room all day and they're giving me all these like fluids and trying to get it out. And then it gets impacted in my ureter wall. So it won't come out. Oh my God. So, I didn't even know that was a thing. So then they have to go in and do a surgery where they go in through your dick and they, which is their term. That's not yes. my term. They went in through your dick. You call it a penis doctor. In through your penis. write that down. And they... Scrape it out of the wall and remove it. Okay, nope. so they remove the stone. So the stone's out, but because they fear scarring, they put a stent yep. in th- inside of you in your ureter, and the stent is more painful than the kidney stone because every what? T- it is because every time you pee when you finish peeing, there's that moment where you sort of retract back up, but your <laughs> ureter won't close because the stent is there and it was as painful as the stone itself because it's like a, every time you pee every time I pee so I would hold my pee and only pee like that's while the stent was in then once they or took twice the stent a day out. then they take the stent out 10 days later and you just go into an office and a Filipino woman, well, Yanks in this it case, out. it was a Filipino woman. And they, it was, by like the way, it was not even a doctor's office. It was like at a bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even work for the doctor. Come uh, into the vault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to make a withdrawal. She, she comes She's in. Like, I'll take and they, and they take this little hook thing, stick it into your penis, and then hook it in, and then yank the whole thing out of your dick while you're sitting there and awake. And it happens really fast, and it was super painful. This summer was the first time 10 years later where I got another kidney stone and it came back and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. It was so painful. I went to the hospital again. I took an Uber. To the, I took a lift to the hospital. I was yelling you at the woman. took a lift. Yeah, it I'm just like, tells you. So Jason. Where's your wife? She's with my kids. Oh, okay. they, she can't leave the kids and they can't wake them all up and bring them all to right. the hospital. So this is another middle of the night thing. This is, yeah, middle of the night and I... I go to the I go to the ER and I'm like I know what it is it's a kidney stone and please give me this stuff and it was so painful but I tell you I and and I wasn't passing it I wasn't passing it it was in so much pain and I went to the country store in Laurel Canyon which is our little because I live in Laurel Canyon it's our little go to when you don't want to drive all the way to a real supermarket right there by Pache their Pache restaurant it's this little cute store and the guy who runs the store is uh, I think he's from India but his name is Tommy. Which I'm like, is that your name? I don't know. And uh, he's got the worst toupee ever, but he is the nicest. It's a three pay. But he's a three pay. <laughs> That's he's, how bad it is. He's the nicest, sweetest guy. Always calls me daddy. Hi, big daddy. Because he sees wow. me with my kids. He's oh, so yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. He is so nice. I love him. And I, he's like, you look, you don't look so good. And I'm like, I have a kidney stone. And I, I literally, I'm like, I'm trying to pass it, and it's not working. He's like, I have something for you. I was like, yeah, trust this guy. This is like an old Indian. Like the, he goes to the back and he gets me gets cranberry the, juice concentrate. Concentrate. Mm-hmm. Like remember the, the time of, like that concentrate reminds us of the time when we were in college. College, we had Blues Traveler played at our fraternity. Like when their <laughs> when their first album, but but anyway, and yeah, yeah. you know, like New York yes. dropping some NYC and all those songs. So they played in our in our thing. And John Popper at the time, before his lap band surgery, was enormous, huge, enormous. Yeah, yeah. So he goes into and he's in our kitchen, like where we're hanging out, because they performed in the dining. Area. Oh my God! It's crazy. crazy. This is right before they got were huge, and he's in the kitchen and he's just like he wants something to drink and he opens up the refrigerator and grabs frozen orange juice concentrate. concentrate. Yeah, opens it up and starts drinking it. And I was looking one carton of that makes like a, a thousand, thousand glasses glass. of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I remember touching him on his back, just like patting him on the back, and the ripple of fat yeah, on yeah, his back. Yeah. Our dad was a not a healthy guy and passed away, and he was overweight. And I just was always like, he kind of reminded me of like they, if you look at old pictures of our dad, there's like a John, like John Popper vibe, and, yeah, 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 in him. And I always so we actually immediately like were drawn to him and and liked him, yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to do something because you are going to die. You cannot drink a thousand glass thing straight. That's from also the thing. how you get diabetes. Yeah. Yes. So That's anyway, what happened so BB so King got diabetes from drinking too much orange. Orange juice. BB King died from playing the A Pie House. Ju. So so I so I and I'm not passing the stone, and they're like, you should have passed it by now. That and so this guy's like, drink this, and you will pass the stone. And I was like, all right. And I drank it, and in like. 
five hours I passed the stone. No way. Now, it could have been, you know, it could have just been it was its time or, or maybe it was that. And I was taking Flomax and I was doing all that stuff. But I'm telling you, I think there was something in that. And I, now from now on, if I ever get it again. I, when I passed my first kidney stone, I wasn't sure what it was because it was just like, like Pain when you had back. it the first time, you're like, "What the fuck?" It, Why is it feels someone like, twisting my by? It, it, it feels, feels like, like you're out of breath in your back, or, or someone punched you in the back and you're out of breath. Right, and it would only feel good if I stood up because mm-hmm. if I laid down, it was obviously putting pressure, pressure on, on my it. ureter. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck!" If I, I wonder if it's a kidney stone. If it is, just in case, I'm gonna just start drinking water to just make me have to piss yeah. and pass yeah. it. And I went in the kitchen and I had one of those giant cranberry juice bottles the big plastic kind of mm-hmm. rectangular ones mm-hmm. and i just drank the whole thing of cranberry juice yeah and in like four hours i passed my kidney so no way you should yeah. talk to tom papa because his dad i i met We're his seeing dad. him on saturday you are yeah. talk to him about his dad used to get chronic like kidney stones all the time and then someone recommended this tea and he bought it on amazon just by like in bulk and this was years ago, and he started drinking the tea, and he has not had a kidney stone since. Wow. So he was like an early adapter to Amazon. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I hear from there. It's like, uh, this guy's ordering off Amazon no, years ago? But, no, but there is- The fuck there, is this guy? So, my, so, I, so I still have to go, and I still haven't done this because our mom recently had a stroke, and so we've been dealing with that. But I have to go back to my uh, urologist- and do a pee test. I don't know if you've done that. You, check for blood. You a pee collection. You collect uh-huh. for twenty four hours. You got to put it in the refrigerator, which is always like a great moment. Yeah. Everyone's like, "What's this in my fridge?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple juice. Right. You put that in the fridge, and you and you you know dump the first one of the day, and then for twenty four hours you you give a pee collection, and then yeah. they analyze what's going on for you and tell you what you need to do to change your yeah, yeah. your diet and your life. And but, that was going to be the the third movie in the Billy Crystal, uh, Robert De Niro, Analyze This, <laughs> analyze, was Analyze Piss. Analyze This Piss. Analyze yeah. Piss. piss, piss. Uh, but it is interesting that you've had a stone and we've had a stone. And, and I do, having had it come back, you know, the fact that 10 years went by and it didn't come back, I really did think that I wasn't going to have to deal with it. Do you know, is it uh, genetic or was our it? Mom, our mom has them. Our mom has had them. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Do you drink a lot of water? I do drink a lot of water, and I drink water with lemon in it because they oh, told good. me that I drink a ton of um, water. bubbly water. That's all I drink, like at night and at home. I just I probably drink like four or five. I have a kidney stone it. right now. You do? I have one. Uh, I went in because I was having back pain uh, earlier this year, and I was like, "Fuck!" And, yeah. and I was paranoid, <laughs> so I went to my urologist, uh, who was like, "Hey, if you ever think you might have a kidney stone," he's like. Come in and you can get an X-ray and an ultrasound. And if you have one it, that's big enough, it will show up in an X-ray. He's like, "Don't wait and then go to the emergency room right. and have to spend thousands of dollars." Which smart it is. And so I went in and I had the X-ray and and the ultrasound. And um, he said, "It's a boy." <laughs> he was like, he was like, and they do the urine test because if there's bl- usually the first line is there's blood in your urine, right. but it's like so microscopic that you like you don't tell. see it, right? And he's like, well, the good news is there's no blood in your urine, but uh, there is a kidney stone. And he showed it. And it's in the bottom of my kidney. Your ureter is at the top of your kidney. So he goes, there's a good chance this will just stay in here and never, ever, ever pass. He's like, come back in six months and we'll see if it's moving up. So I, I have to go in like soon and have that looked at. Uh, that's scary. And, it, and there is a like impending doom. Like. You know, it's a time the, bomb. It yeah. is. So it's there's something in, it's a foreign thing inside of you that you don't want. But I do, I, there is a thing about like, you know, a friend of ours, and I'm not to like play, play on your hypochondria, a friend of mine, one of the fittest guys we know, a wonderful, great dude, uh, a few weeks ago woke up, I say like six weeks, woke up in the middle of the night and in the left side of his body was tingly. And he's like, what is going on? This is so weird. And his balance was off. And he went into the other room and laid down on the couch. He's like, maybe I just slept wrong. And I you sleep I, on your arm in a weird yeah, way. Like yeah, I that I, happens. And so he that happens to me too. Down. Like I'll sleep with my arm under my pillow, shooting out to the like right side. And then you if can't I lay out of too long, I'm like, I can't feel my arm. It's not a part of me. So he went and lay down on the couch, and then he woke up in the morning. He was feeling really weird, and he wasn't talking right. And Ugh, so his stroke. wife took him. He had a stroke. So this is like the fittest guy we know, 46 years old. 
And so, and, and he had to deal with it. He later found out he had a heart problem and all that stuff. But like, so that has been in the back of my mind. And I recently, like two and a half weeks ago, I got sick and had a cold and, and it just wouldn't go away. And it kept getting worse. And I felt really horrible and I couldn't sleep at night. And there was a part of me that was like, do I have pneumonia? Do I? I don't know if you get to go to that place. I'm like, of course I do. Do I? So I'm like, I don't know if you who have created a whole podcast about this stuff go to that place. <laughs> you seem like a pretty grounded guy when it comes to medical. Like someone who disregards the signs. I was yeah. like, do I have pneumonia? Is this the kind of thing that I'm just ne- neglecting and then it's going to kill me? I mean, I feel like those thoughts weren't coming into my head when I was 36. Sure. But when you're 46 or 47 and you've lived through two kidney stones and you, you know, you start to go like, what is this thing? And, yeah. and, and should I deal with it? I have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's the whole, really the theme of this whole podcast is fucking go get checked. Go get checked. Go get checked. It, it just reminds me, I got to schedule this uh, colonoscopy. I have to. I, I really need to. Back when I did it six years ago or eight years ago or whenever I did it. Um, so you did it when you were like 40. Yeah, because our dad had just passed away. And I was like, it was terrible. You had to drink like this fucking, oh my God, and you're just pissing out your ass and you just drink this terrible. It's like if someone were to take the, I I don't even know what it is. It's like just like a white, milky, terrible thing. It's like pennies. It's like chalky. Awful, awful, awful. And you got a pound, not just one glass of it, like seven glasses of it. And it's just the worst. And then you're shitting out of your ass. All night, I was like, I'm downstairs. It just, you you just, you knew that you would be fucked up for the next couple of days. But I did it and I was fine. Now, Jay, you said it's not so bad. Yeah, it's not as bad. The prep is not as bad. The prep is not as bad. But uh, but it is still like it does take time. Someone has to take you there. You're out of it. You go, Did you watch that Morgan Spurlock documentary series on Netflix where he went to Bangkok to that like five star hospital that's like looks like the Four Seasons, right? Uh-huh. And you go in and like there's no waits. Like he's like, uh, yeah, Morgan, Morgan Spurlock. I'm here to talk to a doctor about an MRI. And it all started, he, like, fucked up his shoulder in New York and saw a doctor, and the doctor, like, charged him all this money just to look at his shoulder, and then it's like, you need an MRI, we don't do it, you have to go to another clinic, and that's, and so he's like, fuck this, and he went to this place, because Americans are doing this thing called uh, medical vacations, yeah, where, medical they, go, vac- where they, they go to Bangkok and, right. like, go in, and, and it's dirt cheap, and he went, and while he was there, like, he goes, and he checks in, and he's like, I'm here uh, to see the doctor, and they're like, oh, yeah. And it looks like a hotel. She's like, go to the fourth floor. And you can, while you're there, just fuck like a, a boy, boy, like a 12-year-old boy. boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he goes upstairs, and she's like, have a seat. And the seats in the waiting room are like lazy boys. And he sits down, and he starts talking to the camera. He's like, well, I've just checked in. We'll see how long this. And before he can even finish the sentence, they're like, the doctor will see you now. Mm-mm. And he goes, and so it's super cheap. And he's like, while I'm here, I'm going to have a colonoscopy. I'm going to have, a, you know, my heart checked. And he did all the shit that was like just a couple thousand dollars for everything. And his colonoscopy was, you still have to drink the shitty stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the next day you swallow a camera, you swallow a pill. It's a huge pill. But it's got a camera that shoots all directions, and then um, it's constantly recording as you're digesting it, and then you come back six hours later, shit it out, out, but then they have the uh, footage on a computer, and they look, and they're like, yeah, it looks fine. What? Yeah. That's genius. Uh, I was... What was crazy for me is I remember... I don't know if you. I'm, I'm assuming you hate the feeling of going under, like for anything like that. that I could, don't remember it, but yeah, I don't like that. I don't love it because there's always a minute where I'm like, well, "What's going on here?" And then you're like, "They could do anything to me right now because I am <laughs> totally." And yeah. I was being wheeled into my uh, into the colonoscopy, and I looked to my right, and I could have sworn I saw the doctor who delivered my first child. Now, I don't know why the hell he would have been there, Dr. Katz. I'm like, what is he doing here? And I waved to him, and I remember it was like an odd moment, and then I never – and I'm like, did I really see that, or did was that like a, a hallucination? I don't know. But because he, he would have no reason why he would be at this specialty surgical place. But <laughs> isn't that – It probably wasn't him. No, but I remember when I went in to have my appendix out, and they gave me like a – 
pre-op uh, injection to like calm me down, and it really fucked me up. And so I was super loopy. And they, I, I talked about this on the podcast before, but they wheel me into the operating room. And they lay you on the table, and I didn't know this, but the table has arms that go out to the side so they can put IVs in you. And they're, like, strapping my arms down, and just as I'm going under, I go, just like Jesus. And I, <laughs> I heard them all start laughing, and that was the last thing I remembered. Okay, wow. so, my, Phenomenal. so my youngest daughter had a cavity when she was, I mean, I want to say five or six. Wow. And, in a baby nine. tooth. Yeah. Yeah, in a baby, baby tooth. tooth. And that was the only cavity that she's had. She actually eats really healthy and, and is not a big candy person. But she had this she had a cavity. Just it happens. And uh and I was in while the doctor and her dentist is such a great guy, Dr. Randy Niederkorf. He came and saw us. He came and saw us. This is how great this guy is. He goes to like Eastern Ohio. Where he's from. Where he's from into a very rural area that has like very low income and and does dentistry work for, you know, gratis, which is unbelievable great guy. So we were at Hilarities in Cleveland and he brought a whole crew of people to see us. Now we we were on a flight to Minneapolis and he was going to Minneapolis and then on to Cleveland. We saw him at the airport. He's like, I'm heading to Cleveland. I'm going back to do this. We're like, are you there in, in the end of June or end of May? Because we're going to be there. He's like, yes, I'm going to be there. I'll come see you. That's last we heard of it. And then he brought a group of people on. Oh, that's awesome. So he's he's taking care. And they gave her laughing gas. And she's she's a talkative person. But like she's she's just like a measuredly talkative person they gave her the laughing gas and she and i was just in there watching it because like we could watch it it just was happening it was simple she talked so much like you you got a chance to see what it would be like if your kids were like loopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was talking so much like talking 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 <laughs> talking talking and it was hilarious you know in moments where as a kid she probably would have been quiet and waited for something where you just not talk. she filled the entire thing with conversation i thought it was the funniest thing i've ever seen I and i was like because you saw a little piece of who she was when all, all things are down. Exactly. Down. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm like, you got to get high that, more. That same time when I had my appendix out, before they wheeled me into the operating room, I'm in my room and my mom is there sitting by the bed and um, there was a phone in the room and I, I was so, I had no barriers and I was just like, uh, mom, can you hand me the phone and dial Pastor Clem? And she's like, <laughs> um, why do you want me to call the pastor? I was like, I have to break the news to him that there is no God. <laughs> and she's like, I love that you're like, I got to take care of this shit right uh, now. It just hit me. And then she was just like, oh, that I don't is... have his number, honey. Do you, please, get, do you ever tell that story on stage? That is I've hol- never told that, that story. That is hilarious. You I love it. Please do that it's on very stage. Real tell him there's story. no God. I got to tell him there's no God. Oh, honey, he knows. Uh, that's your mom's response. <laughs> yeah, honey, he's known for a he long time. He's aware. You know what? I also remember. I remember talking to you guys. I I was going in to do uh, an episode of Children's Hospital. Oh, the best! And you, Jerry Jay's Children's Hospital. Yes, yeah, that's why I brought this up. Is you you were, got really sick on so what? It was ha- you that right? Yeah, it was me. It was so me. what happened was. You know, I mean, we're it was good, like flu season. Good friends with Cordry and love him, and we're so. We, I think we pitched him an idea on the show, and then he writes this beautiful thing for us to do. Is really funny. I pitched him the idea that what if we back in the old day of the show, one of us we were one of us was a doctor, <laughs> and that they we both were on the show, but they did this complicated split screen of just me where it was like new split screen technology and so like I had to figure out where my hands were meanwhile Jason's just sitting off set so we could have used him but they just decided not to use him he was sitting off set that's hilarious and I had no lines I had no lines they just had to Cut away to me to just shake my head, like, and because Randy's like, "Can I put? Can my I hand put my here? hand? I do this. Am line, I crossing the line? I do this whole scene, this? and then I'm like, can I cross? <laughs> is this okay? Or am I? This crossing? is really complicated, guys. It's really tough. And then they just pan over to me, and I'm like, just right. shaking my head. So <laughs> David Wayne is shooting it, who we love and just want to work with, and just think he's best, the best, yeah. the best director. And we are in it, and we're doing it. And then as soon, meanwhile, as the day's going on, I'm Jay's like to feel looking. S- 
green. He's wearing a green sweatshirt now. You looked that I green. I was turning green, and I'm like, like the you can tell. You know when someone's sick when like their lips turn white. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's like, like a frosty. Right. There's like a there's like the color drains. From and I the, couldn't tell if I was hot or cold. I didn't know what was going. My neck felt weird. It just uh, felt all of it was starting to feel weird. And they get to the shot. I'm making it through, but I'm you know I'm holding on. And they, but it kind of worked. You used it in the thing. Well, you, I you looked, were looking disgusted. I looked disgusted because I really was <laughs> feeling disgusting. Ill. And Randy, and they do the whole scene. And well, they, does this work? Is I put my hand here? Is it work? And then they, they cut, cut to me, and I shake my head. And, and then David Wayne goes, "Okay, that's great. Cut." And as he says, "Cut," I lean forward because in my mind, I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to faint." Or I'm going to die, or I don't know what's going to happen. And I lean forward, and I projectile vomit all (laughs) over the set. set. Like... Like with 100 people looking at you as you do this is the most embarrassing thing. embarrassing. And I just, like, it, like... I, like, it was like almost like a joke. Like I opened my mouth and it all started coming out, 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 out. Uh, That's the last. First of all, we're guest stars. All we want to do yeah, is I do a great do job, job and leave. make everybody happy. And I mean, and I was so, to create a problem. I felt so bad, and everyone was really nice to me. But I'm like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to make anyone sick. Unfortunately, that was my last shot of the day. I'm driving home. I had to pull over and puke out of, out of the side of my car. I mean, I had to open the door and puke into the under the road. It uh, on the 101. I I. I pulled over on the 101 and puked onto the shoulder. It was so awful. I, so oh we, when we God. were shooting, crazy, we were shooting Better Call Saul in Al- in Albuquerque, and you don't realize like how high up Albuquerque is fifty two hundred feet. It up. is yes, and so you don't realize it. And so I got there, and I immediately I don't know what it was, lack of water, maybe here, the flight there, what I was dealing with. I started feeling like crazy altitude sickness. I'm like, I'll go to sleep. You never have good dreams when you're in altitude. Yeah, you never. Dreams are like, oh, yeah. The Super next day, fun. we're shooting like these two really complicated, long, deep, deep scenes. No, we only shot one. We yeah, you were guys simple. at a music store, yeah. right? Yeah. No, we went but this, back. We went back and did this it This was again. the time when there was the, uh, it was the um, the second time. This is the second time we went. We had those couple of scenes where like we bargained with him about the price and there was that whole thing. And I remember I was like, I, I was like, Bob, I, to Odenkirk, I'm like, I do not feel well. He's like, listen, I got this stuff. You drink it. You put it in the water. It, it allows your body to retain water. And they just keep pounding water. Pound, I'm pounding. I've got a headache. I feel like I'm going to fall over. They gave me a B12 shot. I'm taking oxygen between takes. I was like, this is something. What happened to Jay At was going to happen. 5,000 feet. 5,000 feet. Like imagine the people who go to Everest. I mean, I had a friend who told me that he, our buddy in, in Denver said that he and his dad went to Everest Base, Base camp. camp. I was like, was it fun? He's, He's like, like, I had no. a headache the whole time. No, people were passing out and I was throwing up and I felt awful and I felt dizzy and I was like, why would anyone do Not that? Not worth it, no. Why would anyone Go watch a do documentary that? about it. Speaking of Cordry, I went to that comedy festival they do in Telluride. Oh, yeah. He started yeah. with uh, like Brian that's Husky fun. and yeah, Seth fun. Morris and Jason Manzukas. Yeah. And I've been to Denver a bunch of times and have never had a problem. Right. Denver's about 5,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they'd been asking me for years and we couldn't make it happen. And uh, so finally this year I was able to go to the Comedy Festival in Telluride, which is about 9,000 feet. Yeah. <sighs> And so we f- have to fly into a place called Montrose, which is like an hour away. And Montrose is 5,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And it's a tiny plane. We get there. We get our shit off the plane. And I'm carrying it to the car, like all my heavy camera bag and everything. And everything's fine. I feel fine uh-huh. at 5,000 feet. We get in the car, drive an hour, hour and a half to Telluride. I get out of the car at the hotel. I walk 10 feet and have to stop and rest for because like... Because you're breathing hard. I can't breathe. You can't I catch can't it. Catch you can't catch my breath. It. Yeah. Wow. And it was that way for like... Were you panicking too? Because once you start to like realize that you can't catch it, another oh, thing I kicks was, in and you have the panic. I was constantly worried and um, for, for like two and a half days it was... And we did a show that night and I had to sit in the green room with oxygen. Oh, yeah. Went out... Couldn't walk around on stage. I just rested on the mic stand, did my set, walked off, took oxygen again. Jeez. The next day, I like, it was so beautiful, so beautiful. I was like, 
I'm going to walk into the main street and take some photos. I walked a block and was like, I'm just going to go back to the condo and wow. nap. It was fucking horrible. Jeez. Yeah. And it's, that was like 9,000 feet. It is weird. And I feel like in moments like that, you feel your own limitations and your own mortality. It's like a reminder of your own mortality. You're like, I can't, can't do this. Yeah. Do this. I cannot. There are do things this. I can't do in this world. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if I was in my 20s, if this would still be a problem. Maybe. I'd probably I mean, be a lot better. You'd be better with it. I remember we went to the Aspen Comedy Festival two years in a row. That's at 8,000 feet. We did Aspen. It didn't bother me at all. Nope. I was fine. A friend of mine said she saw Arcade Fire play in Aspen, and the drummer had an oxygen mask the, the whole, whole concert. I, I buy it. <laughs> man. I totally believe it. You got to do it. your thing, man. They're from Canada. They don't um, know. Yeah, I... That and they're like, oh, you got to come back next year. And I was like, I think if I go back, I'll have to go in like I'll need my own Sherpa four days. I early. need my own comedy yeah. Sherpa for it to acclimate. I'd yeah. have to go like four days earlier. Climatize. I was supposed to do a movie in Bogota, Colombia, three years ago. I remember that, and that was that's like ten thousand feet. Fucking yeah. feet. Yeah. Oh my god. And there were some people who were like, I had a headache for the first week, like a really bad fucking headache for a week. But you yeah. didn't do it. I didn't do it. My dad died. Oh God! I had to like I, ba- I had to bail, literally like three days before I started shooting. I felt so bad, but I was like, yeah, my. But... I woke up three days before, and my mom's like, "Your dad's in intensive care." Mm. You know, th- I had to cancel. Nobody ever will give you grief for that. Nobody. No. no. In fact, James was like, "I would be disappointed if you showed up." Went. Yeah. to Bogota Dude, they, I mean, everybody we, understands that. Uh, we all have those I went down to Patagonia uh, for my a year after I got married for our real honeymoon oh my god how and was that the best unbelievable Un- unbelievable we were at the bottom of the earth essentially Like, yeah I have friends who are going there th- later this year so we went into the national park there's Torres del Paine which is the national park down there and we stayed at this really cool hotel and it was really awesome and I was down there and this is in 2003 and I I remember we were sitting there they make all their own food and bread and at this restaurant uh, it was unbelievable and we were sitting there having lunch and this woman starts walking towards me with a cordless phone and I was in my mind I'm like oh shit our dad died that is the first thought that was in my head I pick up the phone. I'm like, hello? And it's Randy. And he said, before he said hello, he's like, dad, dad didn't die. Like he knew. Okay. Whoa. Now that's that's some twin shit. Like yeah, he knew just, that, like, I knew I'm calling him on this thing. Like, don't worry. And he calls me up and he's like, yeah, so Arrested Development wrote something for us to do in the show. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is like day six of a 20-day trip. I'm like, I 20 can't. days, dude? We were in Chile and Argentina. Like, I went away. That was my like my honeymoon. That's a long honeymoon. It was Beautiful. great. It was really awesome. Did you come back for Arrested Development? Uh, I looked into it to see no. if I could, but then I didn't come back, and then we never did the show. Nope. And it was a bummer. It was a real bummer because I was like, of course that happens. Let you me know. ask you this. Where in South America, how many countries did you hit in those 20 days? Peru. So we went to, well, we, no, we didn't Not do Peru. Peru Bolivia? No. Cusco. We, no, we went to Santiago, and then Chile. we went to, in Chile, and then we went Buenos Aires. to Buenos Aires, or Santiago, and then we went down to Patagonia, and then we went back to Buenos Aires, and then we went to- um, The Amazon. No, 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 that was a different trip. <laughs> So then, then we went to uh, what's the Brazil? No, 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 what's what's the? Uh, they're really good Monte at soccer. Badeo. They're always really good at soccer. Brazil? No, 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 uh, not Argentina. Not Uruguay. Argenti- Uruguay. Uruguay. So we went to Uruguay too, which is right next to Buenos Aires. Yeah, but, I mean that was it. Did you go to Tierra del Fuego in Buenos Aires? That's uh, like the southernmost tip of no. South America. So so we went to whatever's right next to that in Chile. in Chile. Okay. So we went to the bottom, Porta, Porta Natale, I think is what it's called. Yeah, and that's like the one Puntas Arenas? No. Uh, <laughs> Porta Natale. <laughs> Punta Arenas. All right. So Porta Natale is like, is like 50 miles from Antarctica. Sierra del Madre. And, you, and then you come out. And then you go three hours up and you're into Chile. Into De Leon. Toronto? No, it's not Toronto. That's in Canada. The Yucatan Peninsula. Did you, yeah. did you get sick at all? I, d- I did not get sick. The food in Argentina, there was a restaurant we ate at twice, and there was a uh, a chain of like ice cream or gelato chain there called Fredo that I still think about. 
15 years later. And I'm like, what, this place, they had like- For they, real. They, Dolce de Leche, they sort of whip Ugh. it in through all the ice cream. I thought I was going to get sick. I did not get sick at all. It was- such an amazing. Did you trip. prep at all? Like I'm going to start taking probiotics before no, I go. No, you know because those they're they're the the cities we were in. I didn't eat a lot of street food, but like the restaurants you go to are as good as any restaurant, first world country restaurants. Now I've been to Mexico. I was <sighs> I was in Mexico and like you know we went to Mexico City and to a couple cities like in the mountains, Guanajuato and San Miguel de Allende, two cool really cities. And like I ate chapalinas, which is like crickets and whatever that shit is I, tr- I had to try it I was like cause some places like you know and I ate went to Oaxaca you know in those places I didn't eat off the street I ate at restaurants but I didn't take any probiotic and I was wow. fine I was totally fine yeah that was my biggest fear prepping to go down to uh Columbia it's just was releasing the organisms sick. inside you. Yeah, it was take started taking probiotics yeah, yeah. regularly, yeah. which someone said that that'll definitely help. But uh, I started asking. I had a friend who had shot down there in Bogota, and he's like, "Dude, it's just like Los Angeles." Yeah, yeah. that's that's the truth. We have a friend who married a, a man from man. Colombia. Yeah, yeah she's like down there. My friend was like, "You could drink the tap water there." Yeah, no, it's great. I always love going to play. I'll been up to Lake Tahoe a bunch. We've got friends that have a place up there and drive up there. It's my favorite drive up through, through like on the 395 through the little town. Oh, I love it, yeah. Mono Lake, June Lake, all those lakes that are in the eastern high Sierras are on the left and then you make it up there. It's just gorgeous. But I love that you can still drink the tap water. Our friends call it Tahoe Tap and you just turn on the water in the sink and I'm like... I don't know what it is. This moment of just going, and, and we've been, Jay and I both went to Cuba back in the day, like back in the day, like in 2002 I was there and you were there in like 2001. 2000, 2001. So I went in 2002 for a wedding of a family friend of my wife's parents and, you know, the kids we knew and, and it was great. It was it was truly unbelievable. The thing that I loved most about it is that it's 90 miles away from Florida. I was standing one night standing in my wearing her grandfather's tux that he had made handmade in China in like 1957. Holy shit. I'm standing out in the Capitolio, which is a big Capitol building, overlooking Havana and all the old cars. I'm smoking a Monte Cristo number wow. two and I'm not a cigar smoker, but God damn it, it's the smoothest. It. It's the smoothest fucking thing I've ever smoked and I'm not, again, a huge smoker. I don't smoke cigarettes. This cigar was perfect. The Monte Cristo number two hand rolled there. <laughs> and I'm standing at this cigar. I'm standing next to her stepfather, great guy, and we're just out puffing on cigars looking out in the world and I was like this is as close as you can get to being in a, to time, being machine. In a time machine oh, to yeah, going yeah. back in Those time cars. I'm like I'm talking looking, about like the, fo- of the photographs I oh mean, yeah I, know. Like, I need to get down to Cuba I'm looking sure. out over these not, every car is from 1959 yep I'm in a suit in a tuxedo from 1957 that's I'm smoking so cool. a cigar and it's nighttime, so the darkness puts you in a little bit of a dream state. And it really did feel like you're going back in time. I do feel a little that same way like I'm back in the 70s when I oh, d- take the sink and turn it on and put a glass of water and drink it. I'm like, do what you are got we photos of yourself from Cuba? Yeah, I have great I photos. Gotta find I, I, I do have I'll, I want to see those. I'll, I'll send you those. I'll say, we do have some really good ones, me and my wife. I took, I took one photo and got it framed. I, I had a. Oh, yeah, I have some photos that we took. I walked around with oh, color and black and white. I took oh, my a bunch God, of black yeah. and white. Yeah. And it oh, was. that's so cool. It was AJ, I'll so send you cool. them. Yeah. It was really great. I, uh, speaking of the tap water, I have a friend, Brian. He, uh, he lives in Joshua Tree. And last time I was there, I was visiting him. And he had told me, like, I had called him a day earlier when I got to Joshua Tree, and I didn't see him till the next day. He's like, sorry, I was up in the mountains getting water. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking I mean, what about? Are you a goatee? He, uh, he accidentally, like a year or so ago, was up in like the Big Bear area. Um, he, he like, uh, not pans for gold, but he uses one of those metal detectors, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of gold in them, Thar Hill. Literally, like... <laughs> Him and his friend go, and they find, like, he, Little he shows me, gold. like, nuggets of gold that he finds. Amazing. Them. So he was up there, and he found this pipe that was just sticking out of a rock, and it was just pouring Pushing water out. Water, yeah. Just water. There was no tap on it to stop it. It was just constantly pouring water out. It's not wasteful. And he uh, he saw a guy walk up and, like, just put a, a, Giant. a canteen under yeah. it and fill it up and drink it, and he was like... Is that is that real? safe? And the guy's like, I've been drinking this water for years. He goes, this 
pipe has been here for over a hundred years. And he walked away and he had a tail. Looks normal from the So Brian was like, Well, that's weird. Next time he was up there, he saw like a mountain biker fill up their water. Amazing. And then um he was just talking to all these people who are like this is the cleanest water I've ever had in my life. This so he bought the- like two Arrowhead giant jugs and he just fills Dude, them up. Two? I bet he has 50 gallon jugs. Of course. He goes up in his truck and fills up 50 gallons of water. It's what he makes his coffee with. It's what he cooks with. It's, it's all he drinks. And um, It's called the pipe. I had it and it's amazing. He saw, he was up there once. Probably make New York bagels with that shit. <laughs> he was yeah, up there with God. his... 50 gallons of, you know, bottles filling it up and a park ranger came up and he was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm busted. And the park ranger just walked up, took out his canteen, started filling it up and didn't say anything. And Brian was like, have a good day. Hey, uh, <laughs> do you drink this? This water's cool, right? And he goes, yeah, this has been here for over a hundred years. He goes, you know, because it's in a national park, he's like, as, uh, um, as a ranger, we had to have it checked out. He's like, we we bottled it and took it to a lab to get tested. He's like, this is the purest fucking water, <laughs> and it's got it's got alkaline in it. You know, there's like that. I don't know what the bottle, the, those green like sparklets bottles, the yeah. glass ones. Yep. That water has like alkaline in it, and it's like seven percent or something. Brian, who uh, had had cancer, so he. Everything he, he has to be eats, very he careful has to test it. Yeah. And he tested that water, and it was higher alkaline content than, wow. than the wow. other water. But it, it was amazing. But it is there is this for a hypochondriac to understand that our world is so dangerous that like this is like a rarity to go up into. You, you the have to I would appreciate never, that yeah. stuff. You I, have you to appreciate, appreciate that it stuff. in a weird way, and it makes you want to go. I know you spent a lot of time out in Joshua Tree. Or you yeah, yeah, out there. all the time. Like. It, Big Bear is another place that's really kind of, our buddy John Dore lived out there and yeah, lived yeah, there yeah, for years to for go years. up there and to breathe clean air to be yeah. above what we have to it to is really special drink I do out think of a it, pipe it, by it the way Joshua Tree is like 4,000 feet yeah yeah high desert yeah high, high desert. desert high desert I'm high desert hello um, I think we're at time you guys love right? it um, it's beautiful you have, uh, what else do you want to plug? You have plug dumb, dumb People Town. Dumb People, dumb people Town is a podcast with Danny Van Kirk that you did. We have View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy and indie rock. Uh, we did a really fun, cool project that I think you would love that's on audible.com called Sklars and Stripes, where we went to Oh, yeah, yeah. That was diff- great. I, I listened cities. to it. It's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Ten different cities. At every city, we tried to write ten minutes of comedy about that city from the plane landing Thursday by Saturday night. We document our travels and yeah. what we do. And it's great. And and then you see us come up with the material at the end. Each chapter is about 30 minutes, 10 chapters. It's a great audio documentary yeah, on audible.com. So and if you like, just sign up for Audible for a free trial. You can just get it as a free title. It's the best no money you'll ever spend. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. And um, where can they find you on social networking? So we're at, at, Sklar Brothers. at Sklar Brothers on Twitter, at Sklar Brothers on Instagram. And if you go to supersklars.com, you can see if we're, we're coming. We have a ton of live dates. Like just oh, through, through June, we were going to be in... In Austin, you're going to be in Austin, right? We're in Austin the seventh through the tenth of of November. We're going to be in St. Louis uh, the twenty fourth of November. We got shows here in L. A. We're doing a live uh, Dumb People Town at Largo on December tenth, and then we're going to do uh, headline flappers on the twentieth. We got in Burbank. in Burbank. We got San Diego in January. Portland oh in God. you know San January. Diego, Portland, maybe Madison in March. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, April, we're back in Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. In June, we're at this great casino in in west siloam Springs, if you ever Oklahoma. need a feature i'm uh my man i want to just perform i i have so, a lot of you friends feature, why don't you feature for us at uh on the flapper show i would love to you want to december do that? 20th but then yeah. maybe also maybe we'll bring him to uh to the casino to west siloam Springs, Ooh, yeah and you'll be our guest on dumb people town and then also- you can open do open for us for us and daniel van kirk and then you'll be our guest on uh, dumb people great. town i have a, a bunch of friends in austin and they were like they're always trying to get me to come out here. And they specifically named you guys. They're like, why don't you come out with the Sklar brothers? And I was like, I so actually next, have a wedding that week. All right, and well, next so, year next year we come, because we usually come in the fall, and then we come then. We'll bring you we'll the bring next you. year. Come with us. But Flappers on the 20th, and then uh, maybe we bring you out in June to this West Siloam Springs thing. Cool, man. Love it. All right, thanks, you guys. Thanks, and, Age. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. It's a good show.